Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a while Hello, you are listening to The Dork Forest with Jackie Cation I, coincidentally enough, am Jackie Cation you know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you enjoy a determiner. The Dork Forest is a podcast that's on all the platforms, your iTunes, and then I, I populate it over to YouTube. It's on Stitcher and Pandora and Spotify, and but wherever you listen to podcasts, hopefully uh, it makes it available in a thousand different ways. It is November, and I'll also use this for December. Uh, this month, I ask that you not donate to the Dork Forest. If you want to support the Dork Forest, you can. You can order from Amazon using the tiny link that just takes you to Amazon and you order like normal. You can buy merch on the store page on JackieCation.com. You can go to the Bandcamp DorkForest.com and buy extra episodes and stories and stuff if you like to do that. You can come and see me do stand-up comedy at uh, which my tour is all over JackieCation.com. And in November and December, I'm actually on the road quite a bit, including Minneapolis and Madison, uh, Wisconsin. So those are my... But don't donate. Don't use the PayPal button to donate. And if you're doing it monthly, know that your donation uh, will be going to the LA Food Bank. Because what I ask is that you don't donate to the Dork Forest in November and December, and instead donate to your local food bank. Go to feedingamerica.com if you are in the United States, put in your zip code, and it'll tell you your local food bank. Or you can just Google the words food bank and the name of your town. That happens all over the world. You can do that anywhere in the world. But just uh, for these two months, uh, just uh, help people around you. That's all I'm saying. Other than that... The Dork for we should do the credits. Yes, Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song with Sarah Cohen, his wife, and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady fixes this audio, and Vilmos still fixing JackieCation.com, bless his heart. Anyway, let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation, and I'm not in my living room because I need to learn some shit. How's it going, Danielle Perez? You know, it's going. It's the holiday season. It's Los Angeles. It's beautiful. It sure is. It cleaned up. Because we were raining. We were raining, which is good. And uh, I don't love the rain. I feel like I'm the wicked witch. Because <laughs> you don't love the rain. East. Yeah, because I feel like if the rain touches me, I'm like, ah, I start to disintegrate when it hits my hair. Have I you really- thought about getting a Blade Runner umbrella? That's what I have. It makes the rain even more exciting. What's a Blade Runner umbrella? It, it's, a, it's an umbrella that has a light in it, and it kind of looks all noiry and cool in the rain. That is kind of cool. The only thing is, I have yet to figure out how to use an umbrella and push my wheelchair by myself. It's true. You would have to somehow attach it, or it would be... Does Andy want to figure out how to do that? Maybe he might, because uh, we That's are in your thing. home. Yes. We are in your home, because my home it doesn't is not accessible. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's you, okay. Right, but... Uh, my home is. Your home is, exactly. And you're like, I will sit here. You could come to me like a like the pharaoh, like people came to the pharaoh. And, uh, and that's what I said to Andy this morning. I said, I feel I don't want to go. But I feel like an oh, asshole. No. Well, no, because I, I, I don't want to go I mean, anywhere. Nobody wants to go. Yeah, nobody wants to go. go right? <laughs> it's my, and he goes, and I said, I, I feel uh, like this is my fault. And he said, everything isn't your fault, but it is your responsibility not to make it worse. So why don't you go? Aww. And I was like, and he didn't put, he didn't say it in this sort of clipped tone that I just <laughs> repeated it in. 
he said it in a much nicer tone where I was allowed to learn something. Isn't that so nice when people are just like more patient and kind than you? Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> it's is. It's like, oh, It's one of the things for... I love about him. And uh, let me say, <laughs> live and learn. Okay, so your dorkdom. Wait, first of all, let's just do it. At Diva Deluxe, D-I-V-A-D-E-L-U-X. It's in the notes. Mm -hmm. Deluxe doesn't have an E, but it's at Diva Deluxe on Twitter and Instagram. And it's thedaniellperez.com. And this will go up uh, end of December. And in January, you're doing the CBS LA um, thing, the 14th through the 17th. Yeah, January. the uh, Diversity Showcase. Yeah. Diversity Showcase at the mm. El Portal. Theater in glamorous North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Okay, well, slow glamorous. down. Slow. <laughs> okay, so I almost said slow your roll, which would be a rolling joke. Somebody, we love it. Yeah, do you? Someone that's already... <laughs> somebody... <laughs> I'm like, you woke up dead, Jackie. Anyway, so, but here's the thing. Your dorkdom is Mariah Carey. We love it. We love Mariah. I don't know anything about Mariah Carey. I didn't even know there was an H. I was like, is it spelled like Maria? And you said, as a matter of fact, it is not. It is not. M-A-R-I-A-H. Now, I have been to grocery stores and gas stations, mm -hmm. so I've heard Mariah Carey. You have. Because she is everywhere. She is ubiquitous yes. to some extent. She is around. Who is she besides a musician who is very popular? I mean... When she, did she start? What is her jam? Her jam. So she started in the... Well, she started when she was very young because her mom was an opera singer. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her is mom, she from here? Where is she from? Her mom Where is... Where does your mom get to be an opera singer? Italy? Truly, right? Well, yeah. Her mom is like of mixed like Venezuelan background and also European. Okay. Um, and then um, I believe her dad is like uh, mixed, like black. There's like black in there. Okay. So she's a little mix of everything, but she is all all the humans. She's all the things. All the things. That's Good why. For her. Yeah. No, but um, she, you know, was trying to do music in New York City, like in the um, '80s. Okay. And she sang back up for this one woman, Brenda Starr. Really? Yeah. And then uh, she, you know, Tony Matola saw Mariah and was like, I'm going to make you a star. Not Tony Matola. Who's Tony Matola? Uh, of Sony Records. Okay. Mogul, businessman, and record producer. Okay. And, and hopefully not as big of a weasel. Oh, he's 100% a weasel. 100% <laughs> weasel? Weasel. Biggest weasel <laughs> in the game. All right. Well, crouching next to his picture is the word weasel. Yeah. Um, Sony, though. Sony. So big deal. I mean, she released her first album very quickly. She released her first two albums pretty much back to back, and people did not believe that she was like actually singing. Oh, wow. Because, I mean, she was hitting, like, crazy high notes. What was her first album, first, one of her first two albums? Um, Any idea? Her first album was, like, it was either, like, Mariah Carey or it was, like, Emotions. Oh, right. oh uh, self-titled or Self-titled, yeah. Okay. I know. I'm like, wow, Danielle, you're going to be here talking about Mariah Carey and you're not even going to give us a full, like, complete discography. <laughs> complete uh, with that, years. You know what? Uh, that, it's almost wasted on me. And uh, <laughs> But other people will enjoy it if you uh, if you want to pull up a discography and we can get into it. We We're going to get into it. Because, be yeah, no, she, like, out the gate, she was just number one singles. She has a number one single for each year of the 90s. Really? Yeah. 
Like that's, I mean, you talk about Mariah Carey being ubiquitous and it's like, and she wrote all those songs. Wait, she writes them as she well. She writes. That's why she has so much fucking money. That's why Mariah Carey Christmas is the thing that it is. Cause she wrote all What I is Mariah Carey Christmas? Is you. All oh. I want for Christmas is you is Mariah oh. Carey. Oh, I've heard that song. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. A consumer in America, I, I bet you have. I bet I have. All I want for Christmas is you. So here's the thing about that song is that that song Sounds like it was written in the 12th century. Like that song sounds like the beginning of rock and roll. <laughs> it, it is so, like, it, it feels, it's so it, part it's, of the zeitgeist. It's one of the perfect, it's like, I don't know, it's something like, they say that like the perfect pop song is like four minutes or something like that. And like most of her songs hit that four minute mark. Okay. And she's writing these songs and then mm-hmm. she's singing these songs and then she's cashing some checks. Cashing those checks. All I want for Christmas is you is Mariah Carey. It is Mariah Carey. And oh there have God. been estimates that she makes something like 50 million every Christmas. But I, I haven't been able to find like an actual, like a factual an, number. Is she a number. billionaire? I bet she is. I bet, I bet she, she is. is. Right. Maybe, well, you know what? I don't know. That Tommy Mottola thing kind of fucked her up because it's the thing about owning your masters. Yeah. That like Taylor Swift is like involved in right now. I don't. Uh, I, I've seen. I've seen just on the thread, just on the text thread. But anyway. I mean, like Taylor Swift is probably one of like, you know, a modern day pop star that is like close to probably being a billionaire because she wrote her own music. Okay. She doesn't own her masters. But Taylor Swift doesn't own her masters. No, that's, I'm talking about Taylor Swift. Right. And, and but Mariah, I don't know if she owns her masters or not. Oh, wow. But I, she gets all the writing royalties. Right, she, well, the split on the sound exchange or yeah, whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, yeah, it would be, she would get the artist money mm-hmm. instead of the publisher money. Yeah. So if she owns the master, she gets the publisher's But I bet Mariah is probably close to being a billionaire because on her episode of like MTV Cribs yeah it was like I mean palatial this like New York penthouse just room after room after room wow she had she's like I own Marilyn Monroe's white piano but I don't want to show you that because I have to keep some things for myself oh my god can you imagine having a camera crew in your house for the express purpose of of seeing seeing your your shit (laughs) and describing it and then being like not for you oh my god that is so weird Mariah's just amazing i love her she her mtv cribs episode yeah i mean just she has like rooms dedicated to like all the stuff that her fans sent her okay her fans are called lammies lammies mariah Mm -hmm. carey lammies Mm -hmm. how'd that happen her lambs oh as in like she's a shepherd Mm -hmm. and they are her little lambs they're her little lambs and they'll follow her wherever she goes oh wow Mariah can't do any wrong uh (laughs) i sense that you might be possibly a, a lamb I don't know if I'm a lamb. I just, I do love that. It's hard for you to be a joiner, I sense. (laughs) You're just like, oh, I love Mariah Carey, but I'm no lamb. Yeah, we love, we love from a distance. Sure. No, but she, um, it's just like. So in the 80s, the first albums came out. Well, yeah, the 90s. So like she, like she started, like she was doing music in the 80s. And then with the Brenda Starr. With Brenda Starr. And then so her first album was Mariah Carey. And then right after it, she released Emotions. And, and then those two were back to back. Back to back. So people were kind of like, uh, because Emotions is when they have the song Emotions, which goes so high. Okay. It hits that like crazy high um, note. 
And that's the song, Emotions. And that's I'm, the song. I'm making a playlist for myself. Oh my gosh. I uh, can make you Mariah. Well, honestly, you can just listen to her number one. She released a number one album like in oh, the 2000s. Oh, and okay. Like that it. Beatles number one business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I like it. And a, it's perfect. Yeah. What, okay. So the number one. Because... Uh, <laughs> I like when when I learn an, a, a new musician, and it, that's what Mariah Carey is for me, which is of course <laughs> weird. But uh, I like a uh, a tape of uh, I, I I like a mix of eight songs. Oh, so okay. the number ones will have at least ten, right? Yeah, because uh, she had one for every year. Yeah. Okay. So emotions comes out, and she's hitting these crazy notes, and they don't believe that that she wrote it, or that she's or that she's actually singing yeah. without the help of some sort of. Auto-tune. I don't know, castrated tiny child. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they had really, I mean, auto-tune in the way we have auto-tune now. But it was just kind of the thing of like, um, is is she for real? You yeah. know, because no one really knew. She kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, have you, you know, ever Tommy listened- Matola, he's a kingmaker. He is, I guess, a kingmaker, <laughs> Tommy Matola. What other kings is, where's the dorkdom that is Tommy Matola? Mm. What, uh, <laughs> what is his... He's the villain in this story. In this story. Okay, so he discovers her, essentially, or or co-ops her career. Yeah. And he- says, I'm going to make you a star. Yeah. And so after that, then they made her do like a VH1 live session so that people could see she was the real deal. Oh, okay. Because those VH1 live sessions back, like it was just like a very stripped down. It was very like very limited background musicians. Okay. Not acapella, but like. Pretty oh. close to oh, pretty much unplugged. Wait, yeah. wasn't there something called unplugged? MTV unplugged. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. All right. So there was there was uh, Jackie. Look at you now, and <laughs> Nina, MTV Cribs, <laughs> MTV unplugged. I'm sure she's done all of them. Right. She's done all of them. And then VH1. What was the uh, that one called? VH, oh, uh, VH1 the oh the voice <laughs> the mix the voice. Um, um wait mtv unplugged oh it's like v oh shoot it was no. like unplugged i know but um, whatever unstripped down oh uh MTV you un- just said it i just said it everyone who's listening to the show is like no no we heard her so it's good <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> and but so she's she the this is all in the 90s, too, right? Yeah, this, this is MTV all in the 90s. VH1 business. Yeah. So she, you know, she does her unplug sessions and her VH1 Live. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, her career just takes off from there. She releases Music Box. And then in 1994, she releases the Merry Christmas album. Oh, And that's wow. where you get All I Want for Christmas is You. And so she just it is celebrating its what like twenty ninety four fifth anniversary <laughs> yeah. this year. Were there any any other good songs on that, or just that one? I mean, all you need <laughs> is that one. Yeah, yeah. You don't need more than that one. That one's going to pay the rent. That um, one, yeah. That's and amazing. It's like it's just a cultural touchdown. <laughs> it really is. I mean, that's what I mean is that it doesn't feel like it was written in the nineties. Mm-hmm. It feels like it was written in uh, an older time. Right. Like, like Bing Crosby canon. sang mm-hmm. it. Like it feels like canon. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. <laughs> this has been around forever. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I want, um, so is she, does she stay with Tony? Um, Tony well, she stays with Tony up until Butterfly, and then she divorces him. Oh, because they they were not an, an actual married I, couple. Were they, they were. <gasps> yeah, no, that's oh. what I'm saying. That's why he's he's bad. He's like, bad oh, news. wait a minute. He didn't just say, "I'm going to make you a star He's and like, take and all of her money." Be my wife. Yep. 
and I'm going to control everything about you. Oh, dude. (laughs) I'm just going to be a complete psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. Manipulative, just terrible. Like, it's bad news. That is bad news, because if he was a big deal in 1990... It means, and she was what, 25? Yeah, she was like, she was real young. So, and I mean, like he had her working with amazing producers like Babyface, like all of the big 90s hit makers. But she had to pay for it by hanging hanging out with Tony Mottola. Tony Mottola. Here's the thing about Tony Mottola. That name is amazing. (laughs) That guy sounds like uh, just the, when you hear the name Tony Mottola. Yeah. And you're just like, I bet you that guy's a skidball, man. And, uh. Is he still around? What's he doing? He is still around. He's still around. Still a music producer. He's married to Talia now. And she's 25. Well, not uh, anymore, but... What, did he marry her when she was 25? Well, yeah. Okay, so he's got to be 100 years old. Yeah, he's and creepy. He's Talia gross. is who? Who is she's Talia? She's like a Latin American like pop star. And she, she's a big deal. I think in Latin America, I know that sounds dismissive and I don't mean it to, but... Uh, but, but since I don't know the the incredibly famous U.S.-born Mariah Carey, that's not dismissive. I don't know who told you. Yeah, no. Um, she, like, I think she, she had, like, maybe a few crossover hits, but... Okay. She's not, like... She's not big like to American right. audiences, but I think. Oh, well, I hope America, he isn't yeah. saying shit to her like, "Well, you're no Mariah Carey," Oof, but well, I bet you he is because probably. he sounds I mean, like a piece of work. So when did they well, get married? Just so, divorced. Um, they got divorced. So Butterfly came out in '97. So like before that was Daydream. So that was '95. But like okay, so the Daydream Butterfly era of Mariah Carey was kind of like when I started getting into Mariah because like I was like that was middle school. Perfect. I'm like 11, 12, 13. And like Mariah Carey was one of the first like mainstream pop stars to really use and sample like hip hop in it. Oh, okay. Because this was also around like for Daydream, it's like she had a track with like Old Dirty Bastard from like the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. And so we have like, right, the wave, you know, yeah, listening, like playing Mariah Carey and then we got like Old Dirty Bastard in it. Right. It's like what's going on there? But... On uh, Butterfly, like, she did a song with Bone Thugs and Harmony, Puff Daddy. That was, like, when Puff Daddy and Mace and all of that Bad Boy Records was happening. Okay. Kind of, like, that new, like, era of hip-hop. So that was pretty, like, in terms of, like, pop music, that really had not been done before because rap was also such a new music art form. Yeah, and it was And it wasn't separate. really taken seriously like in terms of the mainstream, right? Right, it was it was the other way. The hip hop would take uh pop tunes and 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 those beats and then rap over that. It wasn't taken the rap wasn't taken into pop. Yeah. and then sang over. Yeah. which I think is that's awesome. So yeah. she was one of the first people doing that. Yeah, so she very much uh she did that and uh she also um she would like redo her vocals for re- remixes. Mm-hmm. Well, like she always released remixes for her songs. So, like when you sing a song, obviously you go to the studio, you do all of that yeah. voice work. But for every remix, she would go in and redo the vocals. Oh wow! I mean, her work ethic is it's, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. It turns out uh, she's earning fifty million dollars yeah. every Christmas. Yeah, she is. Earning and uh, it. well, it's like it's sort of like you know I, I've done a couple episodes about Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. but you hear about these these. Like, I, I didn't know anything about Dolly Parton. <laughs> and now Mariah Carey, these are incredible, oh, yeah. incredible women. No, this is like, it's it's like when just obscene talent and 
you know, just uh, obsessive work ethic combined. Right. And and has to be like the most, like Mm -hmm. it's sort of, it's so weird because you're like, I I don't know, there, there's, there's mediocre singers who Mm -hmm. became a big deal. Yeah. But I don't know. You don't get to last this long on mediocre. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. twenty five years later, nobody she no, nobody knows who you are. So yeah, yeah, it's that is uh, yeah. I I I kind of want a book of just hey, these are the women who sort of rose above it all mm-hmm. by working their asses off and not believing that they couldn't do it, mm-hmm. and um and sort of forcing themselves on on the industry because that feels like Dolly Parton too. Where but she also did it in sort of this sort of backhanded sort of but I'm pretty. Oh, yeah. by the way, fuck you. And mm-hmm. it was, it, is that Mariah Carey too? Or? Well, Mariah Carey's like, and that's like the thing with Tommy Mottola is that like he had such control over her image that if you look at the like pre-Butterfly, it was like a lot more wholesome, like never a lot of, like she's always like been, like she was very young and sexy and like had a yeah. nice body, Avi, but it was a little bit more like a mature look. Okay. And then once she like got divorced, it was like, I'm sexy and I want to be sexy and like look right. at my body. Yeah. Like, she loves her body. She has a song called Touch My Body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does she? She does. Uh, what album is that on? <laughs> that is on, um, I think that's on The Emancipation of Mimi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and is that the one after 97? Kind of? Is that sort of the next album? 2005. So she had to, oh, wow. she took a little bit, she took a little bit, well, she didn't, I mean, not too much of a timeout, but after Butterfly, she released charm or no she it was rainbow rainbow wasn't so great but okay it was but the thing is here's why rainbow wasn't so great and this is what happened with like tommy mottola so tommy mottola and her are married he runs sony j-lo is coming out at this time j-lo is also signed to sony mariah carey requests certain samples Mm -hmm. (gasps) j-lo is given those samples j-lo was given everything before mariah Uh anytime mariah expressed interest in wanting something they were like, I bet you this would be great for J-Lo. Yep. So he fucked her over, and that's how you get the infamous, I don't know her. Oh, when- uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is that? Is it infamous? It's infamous. <laughs> it is infamous. So, you know. What, um, year, what year are we talking about? We're talking probably. Early 2000s? Like, like late 90s. Like late around 90s? the time when J-Lo was coming up with okay. like, I'm real and like her whole like Jenny from the block thing. Okay. When J-Lo was like transitioning from being a dancer to a singer. Okay. So. Uh, you know, obviously, a big part of being um, J Lo women in Jennifer comedy. Lopez. Uh huh. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> a big part of being women in entertainment is like being asked about other women in entertainment. Right. <laughs> right. What do you, you think know, of this? What do you think of her? What's, what's Amy Schumer do, mean to you? Uh, what does she mean to me? <laughs> well, I wish her the the best. <laughs> anyway, so so Mariah is asked, you know, about certain other singers. And she's like, you know, pretty complimentary. Oh, good. And then she gets, they ask about JLo and <gasps> just a terse smile. Just, I don't know her. Oh, my gosh. And to say I don't know who JLo is. Oh, my. That is a that burn. Time, bit of a burn. <laughs> oh, it is. It's such a drag. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's very shady. <clears throat> shady, shady moment. So it is a, um, an iconic moment. And where was this just in an interview or was it actually on like a TV thing? It was or? like on TV. Right. So it is on tape. It's on tape. Oh no, it's a GIF. It's a meme. It's everything. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know her. her. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the things. And so did they, th- on an episode of Sunnyside, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Joel Kim Booster did a report. They were supposed to do an, a report on like a, like a, a, a American like uh, important important moment in America. Okay, and him and his like sister on the show do a report on I don't know her. <laughs> they do a presentation, a presentation, <laughs> an act out. Yeah, they do. They okay. set the scene. There are note cards. <laughs> They're like we rest our case. Here's what I want to know. This so this is in ninety late nineties. Does J-Lo know that uh, that Mariah Carey's having all of her good ideas stolen this and is, thrown? And I don't know. I don't know J-Lo, but J-Lo, you know. Also, you know her? I don't know her. Okay. <laughs> I don't know her personally. Um, but I mean, also, you know, J-Lo has persevered. She's lasted. Yeah, she's um, lasted too, right? She has lasted. Um, I, I, I don't know. I... Uh, who's to say? I, I can't imagine JLo had that much power being such a new artist right. to demand samples that she knew another artist wanted. So I think that was probably, those are probably. That sounds like things. studio drama. It's studio drama that affected the artist that she didn't really have control over. And now JLo's just like, oh, Mariah hates me. Well, yeah. I guess Mariah's a bitch. I don't, you know what I mean? Right. And, and I guess that's just kind of stayed, but. Which is, uh, we can we can blame that on Tony Matola as well. Yeah, that's 100% Tony Matola. But. M- making two very talented, very strong women hate each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the patriarchy. Right at work, you guys. We saw it. We saw it happen here. Right here. By the way, I'm talking to Danielle Perez. It's the Danielle Perez. <laughs> dot com at diva deluxe on twitter and instagram and in january uh at the el portal in uh noho north hollywood the 14th through the 17th and uh yeah there you go yeah that that's a thing that is a thing we're doing it we're doing it we're doing great but what uh so so mariah carey then so she's like i don't know her I'm just trying to do my thing. Yeah. And she just continues. To, she reinvents herself. Well, she has a breakdown before that happens. Oh, no. On TRL. Total Request Live with Carson Daly. Ow. I, Carson Daly. Carson Daly. <laughs> he's he's a different Carson. Uh, <laughs> because. <laughs> I know. Well, I was born 107. Oh and my brother, all he does oh is God. watch old Merv Griffins and tell no. me about them. So uh, this is the dork for us, Danielle. Safe space. So, uh, but so Carson Daly total, had a total release live. Total request live. Request. It was a live countdown show for music videos. Remember those things? Yeah, yeah. And people would call in and vote, it, you know. It was a big deal. I don't even know if, like, you were allowed to vote on the internet. Maybe you were. But, yeah, it was, oof, Total Request Live. Back in the day. So, online. It was huge. It was huge, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, we have Carson, Carson Daly is a thing now because of that. Yeah. But um, Mariah Carey shows up unexpectedly in a t-shirt. A long t-shirt, but not long enough. Oh, and high heels, and she has like an ice cream cart, and she's just like handing out ice cream popsicles to people. And like Carson's Daly's face is just like, I don't know what's happening, but it's Mariah Carey, and we let Mariah Carey do what Mariah Carey wants, right? And she's talking about butterflies and being free, and it's not. 
Oh, so she is it's, either tripping or she has gone to the other side. Well, she has since come out as uh, being like bipolar disorder too. Okay. Right. Uh, no, I don't know what the difference between one and two is. I think two is the one that uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones has. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're like, oh, that clears it up, Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> Is it uh, is it like diabetes? One you're born with, and one you get late onset. What's happening? I think I think the difference is like uh, the the way the like you spiral in and out is somehow maybe more delayed. Like there are longer periods of time between the episodes. Fair enough. And we should probably not speculate. Sure. No. I mean, she can. can, You can look it up. Yeah, people can look it up. Common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. People people can look it up. And then so she's come out as bipolar, and she was. And probably yeah, the bipolar stress two of- disorder. Yeah, no. So she, but that's like that. Di- like her coming out with that, like wasn't until like 2018. That's like a oh. very new thing. Okay. But like in hindsight, but that's the thing. It's like we think these women are crazy, like yeah. Britney Spears, mm-hmm. and it's like now with kind of the wokeness, right, of 2019, and the empathy that we have for mental disorders, yeah. or you know. An understanding what the patriarchy there's a better is under, and how it's a better works. understanding of 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 what is Those actually dynamics. being done yeah. to these famous people instead of they're just what, crazy, right? Michael Jackson's just crazy. Well, you're like, well, he was broken as a child and yeah. then grew up and then uh, remained broken. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but uh, so yeah, so she for sure has like an episode on Tro right? Live. <laughs> Takes a little to. Okay, little time out. Little time out, but. Um, she releases Glitter in conjunction with the movie Glitter because Mariah wants to be a movie star. Okay. Like how Madonna does, you know? Oh, right, right. And so, you know, she... Yeah, sometimes... It's, and it's the movie about her basically becoming Mariah Carey. It's yeah. like this girl who was, like, working in nightclubs and singing and gets, like, discovered by this record producer and all of a sudden her life changes. You know what I mean? And Yeah. Like, in and the movie, I think, like, Babyface or D'Angelo, like, there's, like, legitimate people in the movie that right, are right. like, of course it'll be in your movie, Mariah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um... If you can, you should listen to the <laughs> director's commentary <laughs> of Glitter. Wow. Because that would have to, I would have to watch Glitter. And oh, no, then just I watch the director's commentary. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. If you can, I mean, it was a bomb. It was a bomb for a reason. Okay. Because it. Mariah it, blames 9-11, but it's. Oh my God. She was blames released, 9-11? It was that released is... the weekend of 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> and she really has said in interviews like if it wasn't for that darn 9-11 <laughs> how scooby-doo of her holy hell yeah yeah that's that's what did it because a movie like glitter I is mean, was going to be some sort of tour de force i mean yeah yeah. It was never going to be a tour de force. It was never. But what? But, the, but the director is so in love with Mariah Carey and like okay. the concept of the movie. So it is really sweet to watch, like, or to listen while you're watching this like pretty mediocre movie. This yeah. man just like gush about what a joy she is. What, look at the light she brings to the scene. He talks about. He's like, I love that moment of magical realism <laughs> in glitter. <laughs> You have watched this movie many times and the director's commentary. I sure have. You sure have. All right. <laughs> I love that. Because here's the, I have watched some director's commentary. I There's a very <laughs> mediocre movie that I love with the power of the sun called Two Weeks Notice. Oh, and my God. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if you ever get a chance, it is the director, writer director, uh-huh. uh, Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock doing the director's doing oh, that the commentary. That's actually very funny. It's almost better than the movie, um, but not because I love Two Weeks Notice. Oh it's almost here's the thing about Two Weeks Notice is that it's almost a great movie, as far but it's not a great film. It is a great movie yeah, where you're like oh this is these are because you know with all those romantic comedies there's the b plot mm-hmm. and there's the the, the message and <laughs> you know there's these nice little moments same the same guy wrote because hugh grant must be his best friend oh. because the same guy who wrote two weeks notice also wrote music and lyrics oh with drew barrymore and that hugh grant oh no it's great it is also uh oh it's terribly great it is not anything no, uh, I don't. I'm not that familiar with like who Hugh Grant's like whole his catalog. Yeah, yeah, me neither. But he, uh, the thing is, is this guy made? He also made a third one. It was like Meet the not Meet the Fockers, <laughs> but it was like uh, something about the Hendersons, whatever the Hendersons, or and it was also Hugh Grant, but it was set in Montana, and it was with Sex in the City, Three Names, Lady. Oh, um, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? Sarah Jessica Parker and Hugh Grant, and it's a romantic comedy, and it was the trifecta of Hugh Grant movies that this guy did. What years were these? Were these in the 2000s or in yeah, the 90s? Yeah, I, I, I think it was Early 2000s. 2000s? Early 2000s. You know, it could have been when people were still in like that studio system where you had multi-picture deals. Maybe. maybe, And it was... Because uh, that's like a weird thing that like, that's what killed Alicia Silverstone's career. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because she was, like, tied to, like, some Paramount stuff. That's why she was in, like, Excess Baggage. Like, that movie sucked. That's why she was in the Batman movie. The one. Oh, the bad one. The bad know. one. The really bad one. There hasn't been a good Batman movie. There's been one good Batman movie. Um, Do you consider Joker the Batman movie? I don't. I don't. I consider uh, the Joker a Joker movie. <laughs> That's Which, my favorite review. <laughs> that's my review. Here's my other review of Joker. If you liked it, good for you. Right? <laughs> I didn't need to see it. It nope. sounded like a celebration of the bad guy. And uh, that's a movie that I I couldn't even see The Godfather 2. So I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, these, these aren't nice people. I don't want to watch this movie Did anymore. Did you watch Sopranos? No. No. Oh, Breaking Bad. I saw the first season. I actually maybe saw the first two seasons. And then when his girlfriend died, spoiler oh, alert. Like, I can't. You're I was out. like, oh, oh, it's never going to get better. No. That's when I knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I was like, oh, he's getting his shit together. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, no. The, why would why would that show allow this? And so then I let that go. Mad Men, I only watched for the ads. And then the... Mo- <laughs> right, I love the advertising plot. <laughs> You're like, are, is she going to be a Jackie or a Marilyn? Which one are we going to put her in for the maiden form? Sex in the City movie. Uh, I accidentally saw both of those. and uh, this, Don't say accidentally. You wanted to. Yeah, it was, you were ready and willing. Uh, I, I, so I think of... Off and on of that of that sh- of that show, but the Sex and the City, I, you know how they always because you said which one are you? Yeah, the Sex and the City. It's always like which one are you in Sex and the City? Which one are you, Jackie? In Sex and the City two, uh, the movie. I'm actually the Arab guy that calls the police on them. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's who I am. In uh, do, what do you what do you think you are? Okay, I'm a Carrie. I want to be a Carrie, <laughs> but to be a Carrie actually in your 30s as an adult woman is psychotic. You want to be a Miranda. You don't. <clears throat> yeah. In your 20s, you watch Sex in the City and you think I'm a Carrie. Mm-hmm. I'm a Carrie. Carrie's the best. 
And then you get in your 30s and you're like, Carrie's the worst. Carrie's bananas. And Miranda is the only one with her is shit Is Miranda together. the redheaded lawyer mm-hmm. lady? Yes. Okay. So She's who's the, the only healthy one. <laughs> right. The doctor, the, the, the crazy, I want to get married and Samantha- have babies. Oh, that's, that's Charlotte. Ugh. Well, no, I don't understand how they were friends with Charlotte. Yeah, really, Charlotte was, Charlotte's the only one in that friend group that truly does not make sense. It's interesting. It's sort of like one of those situations where you're like, well, I know people that I don't particularly like, but I've yeah. known them too long. But that's, it's in your 30s, you can let those people go. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much now in hindsight. It's like, it takes so much time and energy to get people together for brunch. You can let one of them go. <laughs> right. If they can't make it, it's kind of a relief. Yeah. 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 It is. It is that. I'm, I agree. I agree entirely. So, Mariah, would you be friends with Mariah Carey, do you think? Oh, my! I mean, I don't know if she'd let me in her inner circle. I would love to be friends with Does Mariah. Does she have an inner circle? Do you, well, what, what, do you know, what do you know about Mariah Carey what do, today? What I know about Mariah Carey today is she doesn't celebrate her birthday. She celebrates anniversaries. Oh, a birth anniversary? She calls them anniversaries? She calls them anniversaries. She doesn't call them her birthday. So when okay. she has a birthday, it's an anniversary. You're celebrating an anniversary. It's never another year older. It's we're having an anniversary. Oh, weird. I mean, as okay. there, is, I mean, there is like an interesting thing where like, and I don't know what happened in her childhood. <laughs> exactly. But there is kind of like an obsession with like kind of childlike things like Christmas, like loving Christmas that much. Yeah. Like she truly does love Christmas. I love Christmas. Do you? I do. But we know what happened in your childhood. <laughs> oh my God. It's hard not to know what happened in my childhood. I will tell you. And, uh, and the weird thing is, is Christmas was always pretty, pretty lame. Mm. Uh, oh, people I, she tried. Grew up pretty poor. Right. Yeah. But, okay. But, but I did love the sparkles and the, mm. and the snow and the things. What, her mom was a, let's, let me, let me yeah, back Yeah, they were up. struggling. They weren't, they weren't doing well financially. And her mom was an opera singer. Yeah. But it's like, I guess. It's, Maybe not a huge no, star, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But she comes from a musical family. Yeah. It's one of those situations. She's like not technically like classically trained, but it's like she writes her own, you know what I mean? She can write it on the piano. Like she can. Oh, she do can, you know if she reads music? Um, I don't know if she, she probably reads music now. I can't imagine she doesn't read music. Right. But there's like she. But growing up. She's she the kind have. of person I think that can like kind of pick up an instrument. You know what I mean? And she can hear it and then like hear oh, it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Right. I mean, I think it's been established that she's of, kind of a genius. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, oh, also her. Okay. So this is a big part of like her writing all of her um, songs, her lyrics, very intricate lyrics. Oh. We're talking about 10 cent words. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to have a... <laughs> Oh, wow, I'm an asshole now. No, I used farm to have- it in. Farm <laughs> it in. We're on a podcast. Now's I, the time. I used to have a joke <laughs> about online dating and how like guys are so stupid on that that they would talk to me and be like, oh, you're so smart. It's like, um, I'm not smart because I use the word incandescently. Ah. It just means I listen to a lot of Mariah Carey. Because she likes the word incandescently? She likes big words. Right. So she adverted up incandescent. Or you did. She did. No, but she does use incandescently in like lyrics. Oh, really? um, She uses incandescently, feveridly... Um, <laughs> she likes adverbs. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my God. There's like um, an article online of Mariah Carey's um, like big words. 
<laughs> right, right. The big words of Mariah Carey. Yeah. Um, do you know who else is? I mean, the thing is, is because we acquiescent we, nothingness incessantly. Lyrics, l- lyrics done by pop okay, singers. alienation, ambiguous apprehension. Like she's using big words for a for pop songs. Right. For, I, I take it that that's alphabetical. That yes. list that you're reading from. Because <laughs> I was like, did she just make it through the fr- the A's? <laughs> the dictionary. <laughs> I I will say this. Um, Eminem. Oh, the rapper? The rapper. Slim like, Shady okay. himself. Uh, he, because I don't know, I, I think it's been established over the last 800 episodes of this show mm-hmm. that I don't know anything about music. But I like various, I like, I have one album of everybody. I'm, I will go out and buy one album. And I'll probably buy the best of. Yeah. Just because. It's so good. And it has a song, uh, it's a tribute to Brenda K. Star because it's a song she used to sing backup for, for oh. with Brenda. So it's a cover? There's one cover yeah. and it's the Brenda K. Star mm-hmm. one? And what song is that? Um, oh my God. It's, no, now, oh. I'm forgetting what it is, but it's so good. But so I have recently, you know, because of Spotify and because of Amazon Prime and because of Pandora and and all these places where, by the way, you can hear my albums for free. But uh, because of all of those things, I have been listening. They'll do compilations like pop compilations. And I need pop compilations because I don't know what the hell's happening, right? I don't have a radio, and uh, <laughs> I do have a radio. Shocking. I'm shocking. Like- <laughs> but I but um. But the, some of the lyrics that these people are writing, these very, very people that they're pop stars, right? They've mm-hmm. been belittled. Yeah. They're called pop stars. So, oh, they're popular. <laughs> they must be, you know, kind of shallow or kind of not, you know, this isn't classical or whatever. And you're like, but classical was popular when it was invented and they were probably belittled. But who knows? But the lyrics are amazing sometimes. Just, I mean, the, the, the shade that's being given, the yeah. the the slams and the and the and just sometimes the emotion that's coming from some of these lyrics. And well, she, yeah, she it, has that same thing, right? It's popular music for a reason. People resonate with it. I mean, yeah. yeah, okay, melodies and harmonies and all of that, but it's like it's still messages that we want right. to hear, we're excited by. They pump us up. They right. like, like get us through heartbreak. Are are there are there great lyrics that you can remember offhand? I mean, it's a it's um, a bit of a. It's I a mean, bit in of the a joke, spotlight. I say like you know, them chickens is ash and I'm lotion. Uh- <laughs> 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 no, um, oh gosh, uh, she has. Oh well, um, I'm trying to think in um. Like, in emotions, she must be speaking to her actual emotions. Well, okay, there's a big song, A Hero, that's really popular at funerals and graduations. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> it's, like, similar to Bette Midler's, like, uh, The Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah. Kind of, like, that's the energy, Okay. You know? Yeah. But, like, there's a hero if you, like, reach inside your soul. <laughs> okay. The yeah, sorrow yeah. that you know will melt away, oh. will disappear. That's great. <laughs> there's yeah, an yeah. answer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, like... It's you know the song. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And, well, the... Um, yeah, because th- those... Things change our lives. I mean, that's why you, you people are belting out these songs, and it's why people, if the songs are are mean or have, you know, there's that whole thing where, well, I could say the N word when it's in a song, and you're like, don't, don't even. Why don't you just, uh, why don't you just mute it as you sing it? 
you're doing fine. You're well, f- yeah, that's why like her album like um The Emancipation of Mimi is so great because it's like it's her really taking back the power cuz that before Emancipation of Mimi, it's like oof, you had Rainbow, not so great. Glitter. Ooh, she was going through some stuff. That was a bomb <laughs> released on 9/11, not Mariah's fault. Right. <laughs> she is not a terrorist. Um. <laughs> then there was Charm Bracelet. Like those albums, she still owed Sony albums. Oh, okay. So she just had to kind of get those done. And oh. she knew that she, you know what I mean? It was like her, they're She's not giving cranking. her the samples that she wants. Yep. She has to sample, like she has to um, crank out these albums. Like they're getting money. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the whole like master's thing probably is like now that's probably like a sore spot now. Yeah. Because she's like writing all her own music. If she had like a, another three albums that she, you know, she gets divorced from um, Matola, mm-hmm. and Sony's like, well, you owe us three more albums. Yeah. And wouldn't, I think I would be very immature. Like if, if that were a comedy thing. Oh, and just do shitty albums. And just albums. do shitty albums and then go, I, I feel like that's what Prince, like Prince changed his name. That? Prince changed his name to that symbol oh, so, so that, that he could put out the good stuff under, under that symbol mm. alone. Well, I'm sure now knowing what Prince did, Mm-hmm. They're, I'm sure you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. These record labels and their attorneys have figured out because that was like the issue with Kesha, is that she wanted out of her contract because she didn't want to have to work with the producer who raped her. Ah, son of a fuck! Mm-hmm. Really, Doctor Luke? Yeah, and it's like you know, like um, Kelly Clarkson also had like a terrible time working with Doctor Luke. She did not allege what? any assault but right she said it was just like one of like the most painful like experiences she's like ever had working with him yeah and, like he produced like one of her i think like the song we most associate with her with just like since you've been gone okay and it's like that's a huge hit yeah so i mean to just be stuck in a record contract like i think it's because you're still getting studio notes like mm-hmm to be told to go out and perform and do this thing and yeah. not have control over it yeah, is that's like, I mean, that's, it's one of the hardest things about doing comedy when other people have their Any opinions input? and <laughs> input and notes. And it's like, you're not supposed to. Right. That's not what this is about. That's not your job. Or is it your specifically your job? Because I didn't hire you. And yeah. that's why corporates are so hard. Is because they have a that's list why of things. Are hard. Colleges are Showcasing for colleges are hard. That's right. That whole NACA. NACA is hard. Did you do NACA this year? I did NACA. I did some NACA showcases and that was painful. Right. I've only done one NACA and uh, did got no work from it. Uh, yeah, so. I did. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. I'm like, I don't. And it cost you two grand. Yeah, I'm like, I don't love being told what to do. What? (laughs) Interesting, Danielle Perez. That's like a wild thing. That's like, how did it take me so long to figure that out? (laughs) That's so funny that you just figured that. I met you, what, 10 years ago? (laughs) Pretty much knew it. Pretty much. I was like, oh, I recognize that. that. That's that comic thing where you're like, no, screw you. I'm going to do whatever I want. And you know who has that? Everybody. And the, uh, all the Maria Bamford, we walk into Erie, Pennsylvania, and the door guy says, did they tell you that there was there was no swearing at the show? And uh, oh, Maria stops no. and goes, what? 
<laughs> and she doesn't swear that much. No, but she got on stage and she goes, "Fuck! <laughs> Did you guys hear that we're not supposed to swear?" I am overwhelmed by a desire to say "fuck." Oh, I love and uh, <laughs> one of my, I, I have a, a story about someone's JFL audition before. They were like, "No crowd work." They just let him know, like, "You guys just got to do your jokes. No crowd work." Comic gets on stage immediately. So, hey, what's up? Where Where are you from? Just immediately launches into crowd work. I'm like, oh, I love them. Yes, yes. Uh, Ken Bradley did a, uh, what was the uh, thing that Ed McMahon hosted back in the 90s? It was Amer- uh, It was essentially America's Got Talent, but it was for... Um, Wrestling? No, no. Uh, Ed, Ed McMahon, McMahon was... A uh, No, no, the sidekick of um, Johnny Carson. Oh. And he had a stand-up show. Wendy Lehman <gasps> oh, was on it. Oh, was it Star Search? Star Search. Yeah, he hosted Star Search. Oh. And there was a Star Search audition. And um, <laughs> that uh, that's where I got this... Uh, that's where I got this... Uh, the scar. No. Oh, Jackie, yeah. whose face did you beat in? I uh, I punched a wall, ah! always framed with glass, ah! and I hit a framed poster, a, uh, a John Wayne poster, and the glass fell down on my hands, and luckily, I, you see, I could still bend it. It went in between two tendons, and I could see the bone. Oh, my God. And I was like, hey, and I wrapped a t-shirt, comedy gallery t-shirt around my hand, and I said, can I just go up next before I go to the hospital? And they said, no. No, you can go home. It was a star search audition. That's what it was. And uh, but Ken Bradley had gone up, and Ken Bradley no longer does stand up comedy, but he spent the entire time making fun of Ed McMahon oh, at his I star search that. audition. He was a delight. I love that. And uh, he was not ever picked to be on Star Search. But who cares? Who cares? Not Ken Bradley. Yeah. The rest of us, he was he was making the back of the room go, Yes! Yay! <laughs> One anyway. of us. <laughs> exactly. So um but I like this. So what is she doing now, though? I mean, is, is she still writing? Well, Emancipation writing and- of Mimi was her big comeback album. Okay. Like, what it, year was that? 2005. So okay. like the last like Sony album was 2002. So there was like that three-year gap. Right. So she 15 got- years ago, though. Yeah. That 14. was Emancipation. Well, for- about to be. Yeah. 14 Emancipation years. Emancipation of Mimi. Mm-hmm. But then after that, she had like E equals MC Square, Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. Are they all pretty good? I am. Me. Period. I am Mariah Ellipses, the elusive Chanteuse. <laughs> <laughs> the elusive what? Chanteuse. Chanteuse. How do you spell Chanteuse? C H A N T E U S E. Chanteuse is a French word. It is a French word. What does it mean? I forget. It's like um. I think it just means like a singer. I'm like a, a Chanteuse. Well, yeah, like you're a you're a. She's like a, a fancy herald. French person. A, a fancy herald that's oh, singing. Well, good for her. The elusive Chanteuse. But she's yeah. an elusive Chanteuse. Um, but yeah. So Mariah just she's doing she's cr- it. She's still she's, cranking it up. She's out. cranking it out. She has a residency in Vegas. Oh, does like, she? And the thing is about Vegas, I think that it was like because Celine Dion did Vegas, and everyone's like, ooh, but Celine Dion made so much fucking money that now everyone's like Britney Spears did Vegas yes and that ended up being weird right got a little weird but Vegas was good for Britney ultimately because she got to kind of perform in like a safe environment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but like yeah I think after like the Britney doing like once people realized like Vegas wasn't being put out to pasture yeah Vegas got rebranded as like a way to make easy money and not have to deal with the touring schedule because being on tour you know is brutal it's exhausting and so so you could perform and how in a like theater Celine that Dion knows did it for it's years, up. right? Huh? Celine's done it for uh, yeah. I can't. I mean, I imagine she's done it for at least fifteen years, like de- a decade easily, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, if you just I, I saw, and you can also just you could do like three to six months of it, and then take time off. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but like people will come to you. They'll come to Vegas. Like Vegas is a destination. And, Already. And she can still do like award shows and things like that. You know what I mean? But it allows you to kind of have like. And a place to work out. Yeah. Like it's got to be mm-hmm. a, a show where you could work out new stuff if you wanted to. Mariah is very particular. That's one thing. I really want to go to the Vegas show. Um, okay. I was going to ask. Have you been yet? I have not been to see Mariah Carey live. Um, and that is. A bit of an injustice. It is. I feel that. Um, <laughs> I feel bad about it. And if anyone wants to make that right for me, right, you can Venmo me at Diva Deluxe. Also, my Instagram Diva and Twitter Deluxe. handle. Diva Deluxe. Diva Deluxe. The Venmo. Uh, but, I would go see Mariah Carey yeah, in, no, she's, in Vegas. Yeah. Um, Marcel Arguello and like Lydia Popovich, they've yeah. gone to see Mariah. Okay. Yeah, but like she, her in concert, I've only like seen, you know, videos of it on the internet is truly an experience because she has no problem talking to the lighting sound to people. Oh, during the show? Yeah, to be like, I, my ear, (laughs) what's going on? I can't hear myself. Like, okay, we're going to, like, (laughs) we need that down. You know, like what's going on? That's a live experience. It's a live experience. She very much is controlling what's happening. That's awesome. It's a live experience. It's behind the curtain. I mean, she does it because... You know, Mariah had that disastrous 2016 New Year's Eve performance. No, I don't know about the 2016 uh, New Year's Eve per- performance. Oh, 2016? My... Yeah. That was just three years ago. Yeah. What happened? Um, You know. Where she... was it? At Times Square. New York, Times Square. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, live. New Year's Eve, live. <laughs> it's, you can find... Oh, you can find clips of all you this stuff, I'm sure. You can find clips of it. I mean, they're not the greatest clips, but they are clips, and they are hilarious. But she's doing New Year's Eve live. It's the countdown, right before the countdown, but it's like this big performance. And Mariah Carey doesn't lip sync. She notoriously doesn't lip sync. She okay. sings live. And she's okay. very serious about that. And so she's not doing the Macy's parade. Okay. She sure isn't. No, she's not going to be <laughs> two, the two last standing members of TLC. <laughs> On a weird jungle cat animatronic <laughs> flow. That was just bleak. That really, I was like, this feels like Thanksgiving. <laughs> just bad. Right, right. Uh, uh, any, I was going to weed off into the Thanksgiving parade thing, but let's not. What happened on New Year's Eve? So she sings like a medley of two songs. And I think that, I don't know what's going on, but the backing track is going. And the thing about singing live is you have to make sure your inner ears are up really loud so that you can hear the music and you can hear yourself. Okay. Otherwise, you just, and especially in just a live the roar of the, the roar of the crowd. Yeah. And to be live outside, New Year's Eve, all of those elements, you yeah. have to be able to hear yourself. So I think something was happening where she couldn't hear herself Ah. and they were playing like a song that she was like, wait, this isn't the order. What's going on? So she just is like, well, you know, the lyrics. (laughs) Oh, really? And she also doesn't really do choreography. Like she is a, she's, she's like, I'm a singer. Right. Singer. That's what I do. (laughs) I am not Beyonce. She will move like to one side of the stage or the other, but like it is truly amazing because you see these like male background dancers really just giving it their all because they are there and it's New Year's and they are (laughs) professionals and Mariah just truly giving up just like I mean I don't like it's messed up so I I guess she's like oh are we still gonna do the lift okay (laughs) 
just haphazardly walking through the choreography. It is amazing. Uh, that is, you know what? I love it. It is such commitment. an energy and a mood. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I didn't fuck up. Like, right, somebody's no, going to get fired. <laughs> and so she comes back next year, right? The return of Mariah, like, no. Someone fucked up and then she sings and it's incredible, but you can, you know, it's, and then she finishes her song and she's like, I asked for tea and no one gave it to me. Can (gasps) I get my tea? I think my throat still needs a little the, bit of it. Yeah, still on the mic. <laughs> still on the mic. Oh. It's like, oh, someone's still good. Someone's still fucked up. Someone <laughs> still did not, is not nailing it. Oh, my God. Because, like, singing out there like that in the cold, oh, it's yeah. very, you know, it, you singing need is such water. a physical activity. I saw Miles Davis one time uh, play trumpet. Really? Yeah, that was an accident. There's no reason why, <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. This was a gift that uh, someone else would have appreciated much more than me. Uh, but it was in Provincetown, Massachusetts in the late 80s. Uh, and um, he gets on stage and he's like, this is going to be weird, but I need some dental floss. Does anyone in the in the front row have any dental? Ma'am, you have a purse. Uh, do you have any dental floss? And a woman in the front row had dental floss. He said, you're going to like my trumpet playing better if I don't have something in my teeth. Thank think, you yeah. very much. Yeah. And uh, he gave her back her dental floss and she was like, and he goes, <laughs> you don't want this. And he holds up the string and she was kind of like, mm, kind of, but I get it. And uh, he was like, you don't get it. Nobody gets it. And so, <laughs> but it was, I mean, I think in the end, Mariah Carey's right. Yeah. I mean, she's like, Are, do we want the show to go well? Then yeah, let's- that's, that's the energy. Do we want the show to go well? (laughs) But she is really, oh, she's really everything. I mean, it's like, you know, she has this like reputation for a diva and like, yeah, truly lives up to it. But I think, I think a lot of that is like, you know, she's smart enough. She knows what she's doing. She's having fun with it. And also she's earned it. Right. And, and quite honestly, she knows exactly what she needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you like Mariah Carey? Oh, then you must also accept the fact that she is going to be performing the things that you like, but she's going to do it right. Mm-hmm. And that's that will make you happy as well. Yeah. So chill the fuck out. I anyway, so yeah. so right now she's doing Vegas. Uh, right now, yeah, she's doing Vegas. Her she last... didn't have kids with Tony Matello, did she? No, she's been married. Well, she's dated a lot. She hasn't been married as many times as J-Lo. She... Uh, did not have kids with Tony Matola. She married Nick Cannon, which like I don't get it. Who but is I... that? I know that name. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Jackie, nothing brings me more joy than you just being like, I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't. I know so that sincere. name. Is there something? <laughs> but no, he's. I mean, that's a. He's comedy. like a. He's like a, a comedian. Like he he does that. He hosts that oh. show, Wild and Out. Okay. And now he hosts The Masked Singer. Okay. But he's like more like an oh, the mask singer. He's not a stand-up, but he's oh, like... talking head dude. A comedic yeah. like, performer. Like charming, kind of funny mm-hmm. uh, performer. Been in like movies, but like he, the okay. Wild and Out show is like, you know, long running kind of like black, like sketch improv okay. show and... Okay. Talking head. Yeah, but like he's just a goofy dude. It, right. And that and he's charming and people are like, let's give that guy a, a paycheck. Sure, yeah. So, Mariah decided so to So she must have fallen too. for him. I yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. Maybe it's like the thing of like sometimes you just want to date like a simple dude that like adores you. Well, if you just let someone be nice to you, maybe sometimes. Maybe. And uh maybe that was their jam. But but, they, but they, they, it didn't last. They no, it did not last. They have babies. She they has do like have babies. adorable twins named 
Um, Marilyn. Oh, no. The babies are named Monroe and Moroccan. Oh, wow. Adjective. Moroccan. Yeah. Moroccan. <laughs> Ooh, and, and, and those are girls? One's a boy. Marilyn, or Monroe's a girl and Moroccan's a boy. <laughs> Monroe's a girl. Yes. And like, Moroccan's a boy. Yeah. All right. Do whatever you need to do. But so she's uh, got her little twins. They're very, very cute. Right, because she's got to be in her 40s now, right? Or early 50s? Yeah, I think she... Well, if Jayla's 50, then Mariah's probably... 54, it, Yeah, around there. Yeah. So, and when did she have these twins? Uh, I mean, they're twins. Late? Late, so... I mean, that's an... <laughs> everyone with these twins, everyone trying to act like they're just... No, everyone's, no one's saying IVF, and it's like, we know how these babies work. Right, science was involved, and you're going to get sure. a litter. Yeah. So, uh, lucky for you, just two. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. So she has her babies. I mean, she's really funny on the Instagram. She'll like sing to them sometimes. Oh, yeah? oh cool. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Instagram is kind of a gift for that. Yeah. Like um, it kind of humanizes them because like Madonna is like into Instagram and like oh, cool. she's kind of goofy on it too. That makes them much more human and much yeah. more she's a raging bitch kind of thing. Too. That'll that'll pull the teeth out of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, look at Mariah just and, and like she'll make kind of self-aware funny videos like I'm cooking and it's like, <laughs> look at these people cooking for you. She's right like, behind oh, me there are people cooking. Day cooking. <laughs> it's like you got it. You got what we're you all saying about it. you. Yeah. <laughs> this is Christmas money. See yeah. this? See what's happening here? <laughs> I have this to say. It is been an hour and danielle perez this has been a delight okay i'm glad i'm psyched i came uh even though i was tired thank you for coming you can take you know do like mariah carey take a bubble bath in champagne in champagne Mm -hmm. that sounds sticky doesn't it it does i i love a i only bathe me and the the entire uh, country of japan uh (laughs) we only bathe and uh what's your favorite korean spa you you do that i do olympic yeah i do olympic spa and then there's one in the valley uh in northridge that kira sultanovich turned me on to is it russian it, it is not Russian. It's Korean. Oh. And uh, I, it was great until I had uh, an embarrassing naked experience. No. And so I have not been able to go back, even though Jack- there's no way they remember me. Jackie, they see naked people all the time. Right. But uh, <laughs> I had a fibroid issue. No. Uh, I had like a, a, a Pokemon at oh my uterus. Oh, my gosh. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I bled everywhere. No. In a Korean spa. Oh. So uh, if I were me, I would have taken a picture of my face and said, never let this creepy, cre- <laughs> gross woman back in. And uh, uh, and I cleaned it up, and the lady cleaned it. I mean, we all hosed it up. We hosed ourselves down. And, it's uh, not the first time. No, it can't possibly yeah. be. But it was definitely the last time that I'll be going to that Northridge one. And uh, they're, they're, they're fine. They don't need my 80 bucks. They're, they're, they're constantly busy. So good for them. How about you? Do you have a favorite Korean spa? Um, I just been to Wee Spa. Oh, which I hear is uh, that's the new cool one. It's just like is Olympic. It? Okay, but it's it's sort of just a little bit newer. Oh, yeah, okay. that's yeah, all. yeah. Did I'm it feel new to... and and good? It felt good. That's awesome. I want to. I I need to go to more. Well, I want to go to more. I don't know that's... if I need to go to more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what I've recently discovered? Mm. Dry bar. Oh yeah, I love dry bar. I do dry bar. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do dry bar. Yeah, I have a membership. <gasps> so that I can go twice a month, twice a month, and then if I go a third time, it's like you know a discounted rate. But I uh, am thinking about getting the monthly. You should, Jackie. Because... It just it makes everything so much easier. Well, because uh, I don't do anything to my hair. 
It could be part of the team. Yeah. And I just have to find uh, Mm -hmm. 85 bucks a month. That's all, which I can do. And you can write it off because that's part of like your work. Yeah, because it's maintenance. It's part of the glam. Glam squad. I will. I'll write anything off. Jackie, Uh, you can 100% write it. You can write off your dry bar and your makeup. All right. There you go. I'm incorporated. Let's do this. Do it. Danielle, that'll be another episode where we will speak of our, (laughs) of, of how we treat ourselves right. Our glam. Do you know why? Because Mariah Carey would have wanted us to. She would love it. (laughs) Thanks a lot for doing the show. Thank you for having me. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?